0: Welcome to the River Dee Centre podcast. Listen back to the Sunday Worship Message, recorded live in our church building in Flint, North Wales. this question today it's christmas um, my job is to stand up here and to get us to think about what christmas is really about because hey look we all love to celebrate christmas right we all love to do christmas big i have that constant fight every year with the family that we're not going to put the decorations up in october we're going to wait through november we're going to hold out and the first weekend in december we're going to we're going to go big we're going to celebrate christmas and you know what christmas is just an incredible time of year but the reality is this there's some bigger questions that sometimes we've got to ask ourselves um, I don't know if you've ever been on an alpha course or heard about an alpha course but the alpha course is all about helping people start their journey of faith start their journey to hear more about Jesus and it asks it makes this statement <coughs> excuse me it makes this statement that Jesus was either who he says he was or he was a crazy person he was a madman. There's kind of no in-between. Jesus either was who he says he was and is who he says he is, or he was crazy and he was mad. All the historical evidence points to Jesus existed, uh, and Jesus uh, was a fully man here on earth with us. So a question that I chuck out to you today is, who is Jesus to you? Crazy person, a nice idea, a, f- a story, a fairy tale? Something that weird people at River Dee believe in. Who is Jesus to you? You know, I'm the sort of person, I started going to church, my mum and dad started going to church when I was four. Um, I, I sort of grew up, like, I wish Frog Squad was there when I was four, you know. I would have loved Frog Squad. Um, it would have been great, it would have been good. I see, like, Theo and I see the guys come in, and they just love Frog Squad. Where they get to just mess about with other kids. They get to be involved in something bigger. They get to hear about Jesus, but they get to have fun. Yeah? And listen, I don't mean to offend anyone, but if you've ever been to church and it's boring, then come on, like, please, we we want more than that, right? We want more than that for our lives, for our children, for us. If we're going to get out of bed on a Sunday morning, we want more than just something that's boring, right?
1: When I was at school,
0: I had, a, I had a mate, I had a good mate, a best mate, and we used to, like, debate all the time because he loved science, yeah? Science was his thing. And I was, like, the weird Christian that loved God, right? And I remember saying to him, like, God created the world. And he's like, don't be daft. Don't be stupid. And I remember being in those moments, having those conversations with him. But as I've got older, I've began to learn this, and this is something that I took from the Alpha course. And I'm going to plug that a few times because... The Alpha course is something that helped me in my journey understand what it is to have a faith and how to work that out. But science asks, uh, science answers two questions and I believe that, uh, or tries to answer those two questions. And I believe that the Bible and, and, and a faith in Jesus answers the other. So science likes to answer when and how. Okay, so when things happened or how things happened, that's what science likes to do. But what science can't answer is who and why. So science likes to try and answer when and how, but it can't answer who and why. I've got a little example for you. Now, I stole this out of the freezer this morning. It is fresh. It has defrosted because I left it on the underfloor heating. So if anybody wants it afterwards, feel free. Cody, maybe, yeah. Wait till I tell you what it is. Okay, so... If I was... Anyone good at baking? Anyone good at baking cakes? Yeah? You three just passed it down the line there. It went Vicky to Rachel to Andy. How we ended up at Andy in a Greg shirt for baking, I don't know. But... If I was to pass this to a baker and I asked you to tell me how it was made, you could probably say it, right? Andy, how was this cake made? With ingredients, flipping egg. This is going to be hard slog, right? Okay, if I was to, to pass it to you, I could probably, you could probably tell me how it was made. You may even be able to tell it by giving it a quick poke when it was made, right? You could look at it and take a guess. There's no mold on it, so it's a fair stab, it's fairly fresh or whatever. You you could do that. I've told you it's out the freezer, so I've stitched myself up there. But you could have a stab that when that was made. But if I asked you to tell me who made it, you wouldn't have a clue. If I asked to tell you, ask you why they made it, unless there was a big happy birthday on it, you wouldn't know, would you? You wouldn't be able to answer it. Well, what if I told you that? wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I made this cake, I would be able to tell you that I made this cake, and I'd be able to tell you why I made it, the thing is, it's a little bit like the Bible, like we look at the world we live in, we look at people, we look at the way things are, and we think, well, maybe we can work out like how and when, but maybe the bigger questions are who and why, who made us, who created us, who made life this way, and why did he do it? This is where I tell you that whoever decided to make this cake created a gluten-free avocado and, was it? Avocado and courgette. Whoever that person is, needs like removing from the baking industry, don't they? Not only is it gluten-free, sorry to anyone that digs gluten-free, but courgette and avocado... No, thank you. Those are calories that are just not worth it. Cody, if you still want it, bro, you are welcome. You are welcome to have it. It's sweet and delicious. There we go. There we go. We've got an advocate for it here at the front. Maybe you've asked yourself a question. What is life all about? Who created me? Who created the world? And why on earth is life so crazy? Well, Christmas tells us the story, the Bible teaches us the story of Jesus arriving as a little boy. If you read the Gospels uh, in the Bible in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, they begin to tell us this story about who Jesus is. They tell us about his life, his birth, hence we get Christmas. And they head right on through to who Jesus is. And as you read those um, Gospels, we hear stories about how Jesus grew up to be a boy. And as he grows up, he becomes a man and he starts to work with people. He starts to talk with people, to meet with people. He begins to heal people. He begins a journey of just releasing people into freedom and Jesus makes some pretty crazy claims. Jesus says, I am the son of God. I am um, the way, the truth and the life. Remember that question or that statement that Alpha made right at the beginning. Jesus either was or is who he says he is, or he was crazy. So when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life, Jesus even knew what he was going on about or he was just trying to be a salesman. He was trying to sell us something. He was trying to sell us an idea. Well, the way the world's set up and the crazy things that happen are because people get to make their own choices and their own decisions. Who here knows an idiot? Yeah? Everyone knows one, don't they? Everyone knows one. Everybody knows one. Because, and the thing is, the reason, I'm not, am I supposed to say idiot? I don't know. Divi, can we go Divi? Divvy. No, we'll go with Divi. We'll go with Divi. Uh, You know, the the reality is we all know one. If you don't know one, you are the one. That's it. That's how it goes, right? That's how it is. And the thing is, right, we, we make our own decisions and we make our own choices in life. And sometimes it works out and other times it just goes pretty wrong. You see, yeah, four years old when my mum and dad started going to church, I was a Christian, I believed in God, turning up to my version of Frog Squad back in the day, which wasn't as cool, um, was easy, it was good, I got dropped off and picked up and I learned a little bit about the Bible and it was good. But how many of us know as we go through life it gets a little harder, you know, Luke's in year six now seems crazy to think that he's going to high school next year. I remember him. He was never a little baby, but I remember him as a baby. Um, And, you know, life is just moving on so, so quickly. And school life is tough. School life is hard. Those of you that have got kids in high school, you'll know that they are challenged every single day. They've got to fit in. They've got to be able to um, not stand out too much because they get bullied and not stand out too much because they get bullied. They've got to fall within a bracket so that they can fly under the radar and live the life like, like without the complication of the pressure of being bullied. Life is tough, life is hard. And for me at high school, I made the decision. I remember being at like a crossroads in my life where I even needed to give God a shot in my life and start trusting him or I was going to blend in. I was going to go with the crowd. And the fact that I'm here today waffling on obviously ruins the punchline that I decided to put my faith in Jesus. And you know what? In my life, I have made some decisions that have resulted in good things happening. You know, um, you know, starting a family uh, with Elizabeth, Luke and Abigail. You know, life has been good and there's been great moments. And they are moments where I lift my eyes up to heaven and go, God, you're awesome. Thank you so much. And there's also been times in my life where I've made decisions. Maybe I've, I've chose to lie. Anyone ever do that? It never ends well, does it? Um, I chose to lie. Maybe I have chose to cheat. Maybe I've, I've chose to put myself first. And you know what? It's led to moments of disappointment. It's led to moments of hardship and heartache. But in those moments, I've always been able to say, hey, Jesus, either you are a madman or I need to trust you right now. And in those moments, I've been able to say, look, it says in the Bible that you forgive my sin. It says in the Bible that if I put my trust in you, then you will forgive me for anything that I've done wrong. Well, I'm calling that in. I'm calling that moment in. And Lord Jesus, this is me trusting you. Will you forgive me? Will you you erase some of the things that I've done? And you know what? The reality is this, that, yeah, I can still remember some of the things that I've done wrong. But the truth of the matter is that I feel free. I feel like I can walk away from them, not arrogantly look at me at they My mistakes don 't matter anymore, but what I can say is I choose to trust that Jesus was and is who he says he is, and if the Bible says he can forgive my sin, then i'm going to call that in and say that I trust you and that I, that I love you I, i'm not going i'm not going to um go all crazy um verses from the bible but there's just a couple that i wanted to to bring out it says uh james 5 16 it says this that the the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective and i go okay you read that and you're like okay that's cool um anyone ever prayed in the room yeah i think we've all done it right ever ever anyone prayed and gone what am i doing this doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm just talking out loud or who's here? Is God even there? The prayer of a righteous man um, or woman, let's 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 go there. Uh, the prayer of a righteous man are powerful and effective. And the thing is, I think about that and I think about my life and look, my testimony is my testimony. You can agree with me, you can disagree with me, but I, I love you all the same. It's cool. But, I know that in my life, when I've come to God and I've come to Jesus, and I said, "Look, I need a breakthrough in my life. I need you to shift something. There's something going on in my life right now, and I need you to to break through. And I need you to to do something." When I pray that prayer, it sounds a little bit like this: "Jesus, I need you right now to sort this out. It's nothing fancy. It's nothing, nothing um, too religious. It's nothing holy. I don't, I don't." dress up in robes, contrary to what the guys in work used to think every Sunday when I told them I went to church and I stood at the front. You know, none of that stuff. It was just me and God. It was just me and Jesus. And in my life, I have had prayer answered. I have seen breakthroughs happen. I've prayed for people that needed healing and they've been healed. I've had people pray for me when I need healing and I've been healed. I've seen incredible stories of people's lives transformed. Drug addicts, homeless, broken people. I've seen relationships restored, lives put back on track. And I genuinely wholeheartedly believe it's because of Jesus. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I've seen lives not transformed. I've seen people not get healed physically when I've prayed. I've had moments where I've gone, God, I really thought that you were in this. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And, you know, I just want to just chuck this out to you today. There's a a little bit that happens before that in, in the Bible, and it says this, that we're to make sure that we confess our sin to God. And the reality is this, that... The Christmas story. Remember, I said it answers who and why. The reason Jesus arrived as a baby was because he had to live the life that he lived and die the death that he died in order for us to be forgiven, so that we could look at the ultimate sacrifice who's seen all these uh, videos on the old TikTok or the old Facebook where somebody's, like, queuing up for their shopping and somebody else comes in and pays for it, yeah? And I'm always like, I'd love to do that one day, but there's no way I'm doing that one day. And I think, like, I just love to be in that moment where, like, somebody else just reaches in and pays what I owe. And then I think, well, that's what Jesus has done for me. That's what Jesus has done for me. And look, I camp out on Jesus' I come out on the side that Jesus is who he says he is. So I'm asking you the question today, who is Jesus to you? I'm not saying my life's perfect. Elizabeth will vouch that I can be the family divvy, can't I? That can't be me. My life's not perfect. But what it is, is it's full of faith and it's full of an opportunity to trust in God. There's a, a person in the Bible called peter and um, peter was one of jesus's disciples and you read it when you read in the gospels and um, it says this that jesus asked peter a question and he asked peter this who do you say i am who do you say i am i just want you to just imagine for a minute that jesus for a moment is asking you that question who do you say i am and peter took a moment And in that moment, he turned around and he said, well, you are the Messiah. You are the son of God. And I think about that verse so often in the Bible, so often in my life. And I go, today, who is Jesus to me? Because when life is good and you're living life on the mountaintop or however you want to describe it, it's very easy to forget about the fact that Jesus is the son of God. But it's in the the valleys, isn't it? It's in the low moments. It's in when it all goes off and life's a little bit crazy. And you need to cling on to something. That's where it's sometimes easier, hard all the same, but to, to put your faith and your trust in Jesus. If you want me to answer all the questions of why, why is certain things happened in your life? Why is this happening? Why is that? I can't. But what I can do is encourage you to put your faith and your trust in Jesus. And your prayers, whatever you pray, whatever it is that is on your heart, whatever breakthroughs you need in your life, can I just encourage you that he hears your prayer. He sees, he sees the tears that fall. He sees the pain that you've experienced. And there's a, a verse in, uh, uh, right at the end of the Bible in the book of, of Revelation, and it says this, that one day he will wipe away all tears. He will wipe away all tears. And what that means is this, that the Bible prompt makes us a promise that if we put our trust and our faith in him and we allow him to forgive us and we trust in him through our days here on this earth, then the Bible makes us a promise that we will spend an eternity in heaven with him and my job's not here like i'm not bible bashing today i'm not i'm not trying to make you you scared or i'm not trying to force anything upon you i'm trying to promote thought i'm trying to 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 set something off in your brain where you ask yourself the question who is jesus to me because jesus to me is my salvation and jesus is jesus to me is my assurance in eternity who is Jesus for you? And you know what? It's not as far, he's not as far away as you think. He's just at the end of a prayer. He's just in amongst the conversation at the church. He's just here, chilling out, waiting to start a relationship with you.